Hello and welcome to Dvorak Horowitz Unplugged, an hour-long discussion of activity in the financial markets around the world featuring columnist John C. Dvorak and money manager Andrew Horowitz. This conversation is casual and unrehearsed. Let's join John and Andrew now. I'm John C. Dvorak. And I'm Andrew Horowitz. And it's the 20th of September. We missed last week. I know. I was at a concert. I went to the Killers concert. It was unbelievable. What, con- what concerts go on during the show hour? I, well, that was rude of them. I will tell you that. On a Tuesday. Let me think about that, though. They went on. Yeah, they went on. It was cold for 7.30. There was a warm-up band. They didn't get on until 9. So it would have been, yeah. I mean, I could have done the, the, the show from there, I guess. Who is this group? The Killers. Punk rock? No. Um, I would call it. 90s. Why, would, why would a band name itself the Killers unless they were not punk I, I, rock? Psychedelic furs or psychedelic I, furs. <laughs> this is a this is a great band. They're really um, they're like a, I would call them a nineties two thousands rock band. Progressive yeah, you, rock. Did you have to be all toked up to enjoy it? No, I was straight. I had a beer. Psychedelic. I had a beer. <laughs> a beer. I had a beer. One beer. Well, it was sixteen dollars for a beer. So Don't it, you think that's a little exorbitant? It, it's one of those really big beers, though. But yes. That oh, that, that makes up for it. <laughs> it was ridiculous, the pricing. I mean, you go to the arenas. That's what these pricing are. Forget, forget inflation. This is what it costs anyway. Yeah. So That's why I had uh, Live, uh, what was the name of that stock I picked sometime? Live Nation. The, Live, Live Nation. Nation. Still yeah. a good idea. A great idea, but probably the biggest ripoff of... Yeah, so you're, you're investing in a, pretty much a ripoff company. That's company exactly. is just taking, stealing, stealing people's money. It is, it is. Well, we have so many things to talk about this evening because we have a big day coming up tomorrow. I want to mention, by the way, that um, donations are open. We reopened them because they were closed for a little while. Uh, they are open. You can go over to the show page of the, of the note page for episode number 623 and donate, of course. That is uh, part of the way that we keep things going here, uh, giving out the, the various shirts and uh, stuff that we do for security protocols. It costs money, actually, to keep the whole thing running. So that would be great if you can uh, uh, hit up us on the donate button. It's a yellow button on the dhmplug.com show notes page or on the dhmplug site. And the other thing I want to mention is, I'm doing this right at the top of the show. Uh, if you haven't done so already, for whatever reason, I don't know what world you're in, what rock you have crawled into in a cave, but if you haven't listened to No Agenda, each and every Thursday... And Sunday, 2 p.m. live. We can, of course, get it at your favorite podcast uh, app. Uh, John C. Dvorak and Adam Curry really uh, get things going. Let's just say that <laughs> they uh, they have a great repertoire and, and, and a, um, a, a, a way of relating to each other. And uh, quite the most professional podcast that you will encounter. <laughs> Don't you think so? Uh, well, I would say it's it is at it's at its level for a podcast of its sort, which is unusual. Uh, it's probably the slickest in terms of a postmodern uh, of all the podcasts you you can listen to. You know what it's, I really like about that podcast? What's really cool about it? Which always every single every single time I listen to it, every single I'm not kidding. I'm like, huh? The live the the segues into a clip. <laughs> Seriously, the the discussion of what it is going to be and how it's going to look. And then Adam, obviously Adam's running the clips, but Adam then just pops that clip right there. And I know you don't do a lot of, or any practice of it at all. No, there is zero rehearsal right, as a performance art. That's unbelievable. It is really unbelievable. That's what a lot of people tend to think. Yep. We're the pros from Dover. Yes, you are. You're the, for the, for the Dover souls. Maybe it's a new podcast you should... Uh, Come up with. All right, let's talk about what's happening. Biden making some very big announcements. We got to talk about that. We're going to announce the winner of the Close to the Pin for Bed Bath Beyond. And the thing is that that person has done something that no one has ever done before. That's pretty amazing. Ooh. Yep. We got Stranger Danger. You know that? Remember that whole thing? You know, Stranger Danger? No. You know, you don't you don't talk to strangers because the kids are taught at a very young age, stranger danger, stranger danger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have that going on with monkeypox. Uh, FedEx is warning, <laughs> FedEx warning shakes markets. The uh, Ford announcement today also 
big problem. And we uh, have new- that thing, yeah, Ford. Ford, terrible. Terrible, 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 terrible. terrible. Yep. We have a new sport. Seems to be nose biting. We'll talk about that as well. One of my I've favorite stories. I've never heard of this. <laughs> you have, right? No. Oh, this is a great story. One of my favorite stories of the week. It has to be. So we'll talk about that. Um, all right, what else have we got here? Big day coming up, Fed rate decision tomorrow. So today and tomorrow have been meetings of the masterminds of the financial world. They've got together and they're going to come up with a decision on what is going to be the Fed rate decision at 2 p.m. tomorrow. Uh, yeah, what do you th- what do you think and what is what's the street saying? Street saying a 100% probability of a 75 basis point increase. Yeah, that's whatever. Yeah. And a 20, 20, 20 or so percent chance of a 1% rate hike. Yeah, a point. Citigroup well, if you read to- between the lines, you'd think it would be one. If, if, if the Fed got permission from the street on the probabilities to do so, they would do it. So you think it's going to be 75 for sure? Yeah, there's, there's, there's this a little bit of me that is thinking that the Fed is really going to be dicks. They, they haven't been so. I mean, they are moving it up pretty fast. They're yeah, but they are, you're right. They, when you say they haven't been, so they've been very uh, gun shy, um, it seems to me, and kind of wimpy. Yeah. They're just doing whatever the market so that wants. That would to do. indicate 75. Okay. So that would be 75 if that's what they're doing. Yeah, 1%. yeah you haven't got the balls for a point. I would think that the smart thing to do is do 75. It's just smart. If he really wants to shake things up and piss off everybody and show, hey, look who's in charge here. Then he would do. Yeah, that would be 1%. And then he'd have to show some balls to do that. He's got none. Right. So, and don't forget, he's invested in the markets pretty heavily as well. So we can't forget that. So I think it's going to be 75 base points. I mean, there is the outside chance of one. So I wouldn't necessarily bet on it. Now, if it is 75 base points, I do think. You do think. I do think. And by the way, that I got that from this week's or th- uh, what day is today? Today's Monday. So it was. Hmm. I don't know if it's We've been harping on this use of the word do. do. Yeah, I do believe. Instead of think, I think as opposed to I do think, uh, I just find it personally. We've been harping on I this. I know. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. I know. Yeah, no. We have. <laughs> it's true. So the uh, it seems to me that 75 basis points is priced in already to the markets in, in that there is this belief that that's what they're going to do, and it's going to be a problem because 75 base points is not a little amount by any means, and yeah. that is what is expected. So if that's the case, it is possible that markets will actually react semi-favorably to it. But uh, 1%, it will be a very unfavorable reaction. So 75 base points definitely can relieve a lot of concern. The big issue is going to be 230. So 2 o'clock is the rate decision. 2.30 is the Powell powwow, the aftermarket, if you will, or after rate hike discussion by Powell with the media, the news conference. That's going to be a much bigger issue depending on how he comes off in regard to his next moves in the future. If he, if he continues on with, well... We're going to see what happens. We'll watch it. We'll be careful. Or if he pounds the desk with, you know what? We're going to absolutely keep on raising until there's just blood out there. That, that's the big issue. Mm-hmm. We've already seen some real problems. I mean, CPI came up last week instead of down. It was supposed to be a slight lower number on a month-over-month basis. It came in 0.1 higher. Markets were down 5.5% last Tuesday. Yeah. On the Nasdaq, four percent. It was terrible, and it keeps yeah. on going down. It didn't hit crack twenty nine thousand yet. No, I have this listed for you here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Here we go. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is at thirty thousand seven oh six. Yeah. So one percent move could take there. that lower. Right. You're right there. It was down at thirty thousand, thirty thousand five hundred. It keeps, yeah, I saw that too. It was it's pushing its way down, mm-hmm. but uh, that would be a good, uh, if he did the one point raise, it might drop it, uh, but the, it doesn't the, look like it. The problem I have with the one point raise is it, it seems to be so 
focused solely on the U.S. inflation issue, and I don't really understand. So I don't understand how in the past we have been significantly catering towards the global environment, and all of a sudden we're here. How, how did it change so quickly? We don't care about the rest of the world. Oil is dropping on concerns that China COVID zero policy is going to create a global slowdown. We have problems with factories shutting down all over Europe because uh, energy prices are too high. We have issues in the emerging markets. And while our, our inflation is high, although it rolled over a little bit, the fact is that we have a lot of really ugly inside numbers from companies and some of the uh, real estate that, that's happening around the country and, and and builders' confidence. It's all rolling really hard. And we have, uh, you know, refinancings at a low, people closing down their brokerage accounts. I mean, I can give you a laundry list of things that are happening. And how do you continue to just, I feel like it's, it's just right hooks continually. And there's no bell that to break it up to say, okay, let's uh, take a rest for a moment. What do you think would happen if uh, well, it's not going to happen? But what do you think would happen if he if he raised the interest rates 0.5? Huge rally as a, as a surprise move. Huge rally. Huge, massive. Because what would happen first is that we'd have the interest rates come off on the bonds. That would be very beneficial. Right now, high yield money markets are yielding more than two percent. Two year muni bonds two point five percent. Twelve month treasuries greater than four percent. I have an announcement. I bought a treasury for the first time in years yesterday. Oh, you did now. I did. What, what a 10? I, no, I bought a I bought a um one year treasury at two point no, no, excuse me. I bought a two year treasury at four uh three point eight five percent. Why don't you just get one of those E bonds or I bonds, whatever I, they're I have, called? Because they're limited to ten thousand dollars. I got those. Oh. So this was, you know, a pretty sizable chunk in there. Looking at the potential for interest rates, one of two things to happen. One, I'll just collect my what I think is three point eight percent per year. Yeah. Two. So you. That's so fine. you'll be losing seven percent on your money. Go on. Yeah, that's fine. And uh, <laughs> and then, uh, or the other alternative is that we have a significant move lower in 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 yields from where we are now, and I'll just sell the bond for a profit. Oh, yeah, that's always, yeah, that's one way of doing it. But I don't mind taking 4% in, in this environment. You know, don't forget, if I invest in in stocks and I make 4%, I'm still at the same level against inflation. Yeah, and it's harder to do right now. Right now. So um, what else do we have? Oil's moving. Okay, Goldman cutting U.S. growth forecast recently down to 1.1%, 0% for 2022. Um, but right now... There, there's a, if you've been watching any of the news, there's a hysteria. It's, it's hysteria. Now, you've talked about during the, I think it was during COVID, there was a few different times, but you talked about on No Agenda this idea of hysteria. What is it, right? Could you go into that a little bit? Yeah, mass hysteria. Well, it's called mass formation, where uh, an entire group of people, it's, it used to be called mass hysteria, and I, I like to still call it that, where whole bunch of people at the same time get this certain kind of triggering information all at once, usually from the media. And then they all react the same way. And it, it, and it builds on itself, creating mass hysteria where people go nuts. They imagine things. Uh, it's very powerful. So I think what's happening right now is that we have this condition that the news media has been, so on this rate hike issue and this rate issue and inflation and people are, they don't know what to do. They don't understand it. And when we're seeing these spiking in rates and people remember something, that there's a lot of emotion that goes into your money. People have a very soft spot in their hearts for, for their own money, right? For money. Yeah. yeah. So, so, and especially when you lose it, people don't like that. Yeah, especially when it's being, especially when you lose it without doing anything. Yeah, well, it's beyond your control. So yeah, he, all of a sudden you have a hundred thousand dollars is worth ninety. Well, what happened? Yep. So now, all of this news and market commentary, and not only in the 
the business do, CNBC and Bloomberg and Fox Business and all that, not only there, but now creeping into like your, okay, the cat just uh, was released from the tree, the firemen were there, and inflation is hotter than ever, you know, on the on the Channel 10 News. Yeah. So this has become a real problem. It becomes a talking point that I have encountered many times recently. And yeah, it's, it's a talking point because it becomes a talking point in one place and then they get some attention. The other guys say at the news meeting when they have a meeting at their little at the station or whatever, they say, look, we get they're getting those guys over at the other station are getting a lot of attention for talking about inflation. People want to know more. Right. All right. We'll talk about that, boss. And then next thing you know, everyone's talking about it. But that's causing a problem because people it's something that the Fed wants. The Fed wants you to believe that they're going to be raising interest rates by doing so. It actually keeps the economy rolling, but at the same time slows things down in certain areas. There's a double-edged process going on here. But I think this hysteria of where we're at and realize that we're only at 3 or 3% on Fed funds. We're only at 4% on, uh, on the 10-year, give or take. That's normal levels. That That's not like, oh, my God, they're really hiking. Oh, my God, look at what the rates are. It's not like what we were back in the 80s was 18%. Yeah. So I think people have to refocus where they are. Now you want to say, well, the dollar's high, and that's causing all sorts of problems with commodities and taking yeah. down oil. And good you time to-, to travel, people. Sure. If you can get a good flight back and forth, that's another issue. But the other problem is that there's a idea that interest rates uh, moving at these levels are going to crash stocks due to the fact that interest rates are so high. Now, interest rates are high, er, higher than they were. But remember, we went from a zero to 3% in a matter of six months. Going from zero to 3% is not just like a double. It's an infinitesimal calculation, right? From the zero to 3% is an enormous percentage increase. Much different than a it's three- actually an infinite increase. Infinite, right? Yeah, zero zero. Yep. Anything you multiply by zero zero. Yeah. So a three to a four percent increase is a much lower amount. Yeah, that'd be a third then. Right. As opposed to infinite. Right. <laughs> exactly. So so what we did was we came off the floor, and that's what smoked bonds, and that's what killed. Some of the the markets, uh, the price earnings ratio or the multiples moving forward. Even if we get rates that go to 5% on the Fed funds rate, it's still a much different ramp than we saw from 0 to 3, from 3 to 5. That's all I'm saying. So let's not get crazy about all this. Yeah, well, that's uh, you can say that all you want. Let's not get crazy, but that's what people are going to do. Yes, that's true. That is true. Just trying to help out my fellow men and women and non-binaries, and whatever. I took a whole lesson from my personal trainer on uh, on, on pronouns. And uh, I said, can we just not, can we just not do this <laughs> as I'm working out? I, it's, it's, yeah. And I said, oh, you know, we're, we're, he goes, how's your hamstring? I said, excuse me, my hamstring would like to be called that <laughs> <laughs> they or them. Please do not refer to it as my hamstring. Yeah. He's like, oh, so oh, 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 asking for trouble. Yeah. You're oh, asking for trouble. <laughs> um, all right. President Biden made a very big declaration this week. I, I'm sure you caught it. He said, the pandemic is over. Yeah, but not COVID. We still have a problem with COVID, he said. We're still doing a lot, a lot, of, a lot, of, a lot. Of. A-L-O-T-T-A. I wonder if that was actually written for him, a lot of. We're still doing a lot of work on it. But the pandemic is over. If you notice, no one's wearing masks. Everyone seems to be in pretty good shape. And I think it's changing. What do you mean? That's what he said. That's what I'm quoting. Oh, he that's what he said. All that he said. A, a lot, lot of people wearing masks. I went to the store today. And there were still a bunch of masked up people. I'd say about a third of them. I think people feel. And there was some guy. My favorite one was some doofus that was standing outside the store in the fresh air. Yeah. Talking on the phone with his mask on. Yeah, well, the, the only thing that tops that is people traveling by themselves in their car. Yeah, well, that's a, that's always been a laughable situation. So 
doesn't the WHO, the World Health Organization, aren't they charged with the responsibility of declaring pandemic or no pandemic? Oh, good point. That's a very good point. I, I don't know how Joe is doing this. Yeah, he's not a member of the WHO. He can't do that. So why is he doing it? Uh, he's just he's getting close I to elections. Know. Yeah, I don't know. He just likes to talk. <laughs> oh, gosh. Biden again, he says, uh, he said something else. He said, inflation just moved up an inch in the last reading. An inch. He was trying his best to tamp down the concerns out there. And um, the whole team, the whole Biden administration was out in force on the idea that gas and oil prices are going down big. Talking it up that, man, look at look at oil and gas prices going down. The problem is the reason that oil and gas prices are going down in the face of a war in, in Russia and Russia being sanctioned and the, the Nord Stream pipeline being cut off and all of that is very bad. <laughs> it's not a good thing that oil prices are going down. It is a direct sign that this concern and lack of buying going on, too much supply, not enough demand. And that was confirmed last week by FedEx on Thursday night, came out with a horrific number. I don't know if you saw that. No, I missed the FedEx thing. Let me see if I can find FedEx here. What was the number? It wasn't good. I I know that much. Let's see here. I'm trying to find it. Um, Okay. FedEx warnings here. All right, FedEx last week on Thursday withdrew its full-year guidance and announced a significant cost-cutting measures following what it called softness in global volume of shipments. And I, and I quote. Maybe their prices are too high. You know, I've noticed something about this. Now you bring in FedEx. I see, I used to see FedEx home going up and down the street and FedEx going up and down the street. And I still see them once in a while, but I still see mostly UPS and now all these little Amazon trucks, which are usually put on the streets by these small companies that have formed uh, I, I grill these guys when I see them. I say, so what's the deal? Do you own this truck? What do you, did you buy one? No, no, no. There's a company in this case, the locally, locally, there's a company in Richmond that's got a big area and they, they bought like two or 300 of these little Amazon trucks, these vans. And there are many UPS. Yeah. They, they hire people to go in the van, drive it around and drop off the packages. Last milers. Yeah. And that, I thought that, it was very creative. Really. It, it is very creative, and that has uh, been very good for some areas and very bad. But here's the problem. According to FedEx, global volume volumes declined as macroeconomic trends significantly worsened later in the quarter, both internationally and in the U.S. That's what the CEO said. He said, while the, this performance is disappointing, we are aggressively accelerating cost reduction efforts. It doesn't seem to me that it's necessarily just the cost of, let's say, fuel or the cost of maybe even workers. It's he's talk, he, he didn't talk about any of that. All he talked about was the softness in global volume. He also said earnings per share are going to be $3.44 versus $5.14 expected with revenues basically flat in line with what they expected. Therefore, ex- yeah, I agree, expenses are higher, but they're not making it up on the, on the volume – it just, it's just not happening. Stock was down 24% yeah. on Friday. Now, in an interview with nice Jim one. Kramer, he was prompted. I need to make this clear because a lot of the writings that were done on this particular topic uh, really, I think, put this in a way that put words in this guy's mouth, the CEO, uh, Raj Shabrarian. So in an interview with Kramer, Kramer asked the question, is the economy headed for a worldwide recession? And in response, he said, I think so. These numbers, they don't portend well. We are a reflection of everybody else's business, especially the high value economy in the world. The company cited specific weakness in Asia, as well as changes and challenges in service in Europe for its underperformance in the first quarter. So the headlines were that FedEx CEO says, we're headed for a worldwide recession, which he agreed to. He did agree to that. But there was a slight, you see the slight difference? He was prompted to ask that question and he agreed with it versus stating that on his own. Yeah. Still not good. 
right? It's still not good. No, but yeah, it was a it was it was a script. So one of the worst days in FedEx history, and that was really concerning. One of the things that many of the past um, Fed chairs and other people in the world of economics have done is they look at FedEx as a bellwether. We used to use that word a lot. Like GE. Yeah, leading indicator yeah. too. GE used to be a bellwether back in yeah. the day. Those right? days are over. Yeah. <laughs> Those days are way over. They actually came out with a big warning as well. Um, Ford, their earnings, their their warning today taking a billion dollar charge because of supply chain issues. They're a bellwether for the car industry and certain manufacturing. Nuclear yeah. Steel Company came out last week. Bad numbers. Bad numbers. And now we have this. So there's something else going on around the world. That well, Ford, Ford's excuse was that for one thing, they weren't going to be able to finish a bunch of cars. 40,000. And then they uh, are, are going to have to pay more for everything they're going to use to finish the cars. Mm -hmm. They said it's some, maybe a billion dollars over the over the budgeted amount they normally would be spending for these parts uh, is going to be, uh, it's going to go right, uh, hit the bottom line. Yeah. Uh, so this, this is all China. All China. I would agree with that. It is. Yeah. So uh, just to kind of finish up on the. I, you know, I, I always I'm always baffled somewhat by the intense reliance uh, on a supply chain system that has been rejiggered over the years, thanks to very creative companies like HP and others for this just in time manufacturing, which we perfected in this country. And then to develop that to, to an extreme and then rely on a foreign source that we're not that friendly with in, in fact, to, re, to, to really rely on them. It just seems so stupid, but. Especially, especially after it was working, it was working great, but uh, this little pandemic came along and threw the whole just in time supply chain dynamic on a tilt. Yeah, it was going to, Trump didn't help because he pointed out the problem and everyone, uh, you know, it, it was bege beginning to fall apart at that point. And then now it's a, it's a, it's a disaster. I don't oh, know what's going to happen. It's yeah. Like and now, and now if you don't have just in time, everything will, you, you have bigger problems. Price goes lot, up. Price goes up and you have a lot more waste. Yeah. Potentially. There is a chart. Be good for the warehousing business. Very good for the warehousing business and the uh, recycling business. Eventually yeah, got to get rid of things, <laughs> and back to eBay again. I guess um, there's a there's a there's a chart there that says the button says yen intervention under Biden. So happy gas prices are plummeting. You see that? No, I'm gonna go. No, hang on. A little bit of ways down, not not too far down. All these show notes, by the way, will be on the dhplug.com website. Uh, episode number six twenty three. You always see our show notes. Yeah. Okay. So he says yen intervention. That's a wrong. That's that's the wrong uh, label. So, but open that up. Yeah, uh, gasoline prices yeah. in select U.S. regions. So, take a look at that. I mean, this this is uh, we've we've seen a major drop in the overall prices in the last month or so, and that is obviously significant. Now, are we back to? I mean, we're you know in January of two thousand twenty one. It was averaging uh, on the Gulf Coast two and a half bucks, and it jumped in twenty two to three bucks. Then we shot up to four and a half bucks on average. Now back to three twenty seven. So, you know that's all in line. Well, that's better. Four fifty one West Coast. I'm on the West Coast. Yeah, that's average. And well, it's, I can't imagine it being the average because I have to pay five sixty. I mean, in fact, that was uh, the, the five sixty dropped to five thirty five. Now this is premium, but still, it's only a couple, uh, say a buck and a half more. Uh, the five thirty five jumped back to five sixty because it, there was a bunch of discussion. Of, oh, all of a sudden we got to jack the prices back up, and so it hasn't dropped back. Uh, this, I'm not seeing these. I prices. paid three twenty nine yesterday. Yeah, well, Florida seems to be better off than California in many ways. Yes, so many ways. So many ways. 
Except uh, for the chiggers. However, if we look at the whole country, maybe things aren't so good, even though Biden is all chipper about the idea that, wow, look at how we really did what we did for inflation. The problem is they not only destroyed demand to a degree through some of their things that they've done, what they've done also is um, really done very poor policy. And that's not only the Fed's fault. There's a lot of other things that are going on. Whatever goes up to the level it did has to come down a little bit. But here's the thing. U.S. household net worth declined in the second quarter by the most on record, on record, as uh, aggressive action by the Fed and uh, inflation uh, taming is killing stocks. So that's that's a pretty significant situation there. Yeah. Second quarter, most destruction of wealth. Mm. Uh, Monkeypox back in the news. Seems that the spread in Europe is finally slowing down significantly. But China got its first case last week. And they're saying, don't touch foreigners in order to reduce monkeypox risk. And uh, their chief epidemiologist at the China Center for Disease Control and Prevention said to prevent possible monkeypox infections as part of our healthy lifestyle, it is recommended that you do not have direct skin-to-skin contact with foreigners. He also called for people to avoid such contact with people who have been abroad in the past three weeks, as well as all strangers, as he cautioned vigilance. So a lot of questions. I'm like, wait, well, let me get this straight. Uh, there are Americans, let's just say, living in uh, in China. And they, they, and, they, and they haven't left. They, there's, there's Japanese living in China. And they, they, never, they haven't gone in or out. They're just, just they're living there. So we can't have contact with them? No. Because <laughs> they're foreigners? Yeah. I, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Don't have... And, and all, the, of course, all the comments on his announcement have been removed... And any shred of, <laughs> I'm sure of that. <laughs> and every, any shred of, uh, of 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 commentary that was against this has been removed. Very bad. All right, let's look at Australia. We haven't talked about this. Australia, and New Zealand, their housing prices have really done amazingly well. They've had a low interest rate for a very long period of time, low unemployment rate, and of course, let's not forget. One of the big things about Australia is that they are a commodity-driven economy. And aside from very recently, commodities have been driving up pretty substantially. Not only in price, but in in, in actual output. But in the June quarter, the average dwelling prices fell 2% across Australia. Not a big deal. In uh, New South Wales, they fell by 3.6%. Queensland... Prices were mostly flat. South Australia, on the other hand, saw a solid 3.6% gain. Since the middle of 2020, residential prices have an average risen by 28% per year, while wages are up 2.9%. Since 2012, average household disposable income has risen 30%, while property prices have risen 82%. So there's some Uh. interesting charts here. This, the first one is uh, the median prices in Australia, uh, and particularly focusing on Sydney. And the second one, I think, is more interesting, was Brisbane, where we look at the median established housing prices that started to just skyrocket. Yeah, hockey puck. In 2021. Or hockey stick. Hockey, hockey stick. stick. Definitely not a puck. Stick. No, that could be nothing. Yeah. So there, there, there's a big concern there. Very big concern. The Australian governor of Australian Reserve Bank said estimates suggest the net effect is that mortgage payments for new buyers would be high. This is really kind of interesting. He he said that he uh, why they're increasing rates and how they are concerned about housing. But here's what they think. Uh, You have to listen to this slowly. Estimates suggest that the net effect of increasing rates is that mortgage payments for new buyers would be higher for about two years as a result of the higher interest rates. But after that, 
the declines in housing prices and mortgage size begin to dominate. It's just that because higher interest rates reduce housing prices, and so mortgage sizes, mortgage payments for new borrowers, can ultimately be lower than if interest rates had not increased. <laughs> so, Are they high? <laughs> so, That's the stupidest Why would anybody buy heard. a house if, if the, the head of the Australian Reserve Bank is saying prices are going to be lower in the future? Yeah. And that... That's a good thing because the rate of your interest yeah, rate is- it'll be cheaper. No, it's a, the prices are going to go down, and that's a good thing because it'll be cheaper. It'll be cheaper. I mean, this is Even idiotic. though you're paying more interest rates. You're paying a higher yeah. interest rate, but because we're, because that's going to hurt housing so much, your actual payment will be less. This is like a guy that goes into a car dealer and says, I don't care about the price of the car. What's the monthly payment? This is who's leading the reserve bank. <laughs> Well, I've looked at this sort of chart before, like this one at real estate wise. Mm -hmm. And generally speaking, the line that is the uh, trend line, which is the lower one, people would can see this one when they go to the website. Typically with, with real estate, the trend line goes up and maybe goes up a little, maybe angles up a little bit more. It never quite gets up to, and the, and the other line, the, the speculation line that took off like a rocket, comes down and revisits the trend line yep. a little higher. It, it's always the same. Yep, I would agree. These prices in Brisbane are too high. Too high. It's ridiculous. We, they, we have this phenomenon in California constantly. Well, the, the, you have to agree with this. And this is something that a lot of people get lost in. It's a very simple statement. Everything cycles. It over, yeah. it, 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 moves beyond above or below but the cycle is such that it moves forward and usually from bottom left to top right right on a chart yeah but sometimes there are these moments that we see these crazy moves for whatever reason a hundred different reasons either up or down but when things are moving so far above trend everybody gets hysterical again a lot of hysteria going on. Yeah, they think it's going to keep going up when it usually either freezes there or comes down a little bit until the long-term trend line hits it, which could be in another five, six years, 10. And the reverse is true also when things are really bad. Everybody thinks it's never going to get better. Right. That's your buying opportunity. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's feeding. what you have to be aware of. It's, it's a bit of a contrarian uh thought but that that you have to put that in, into consideration longer term when you're can, when you're looking at these trends that the the trend is your friend but it also can be something that you could really um utilize like like for example Warren Buffett when he says you know buy when there's blood in the streets there's some truth to that when people are just hysterical and getting crazy maybe there's an opportunity yeah so uh, from from Australia, Unless we go to China. And as long as you're not buying the dead, bloody corpse. Right, yeah. <laughs> Stinky, smelly, maggot-ridden, ugly corpse. Uh, we go from Australia. We're taking a, a plane right to China talking about real estate again. And I was thinking yeah, about- there's your real estate issue right there. China? Yeah. Yeah, of course. You want, you want to take this? No. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this, that the Chinese are in- I guess they're throwing- <laughs> Throwing more money at real estate? Is yeah. that what I'm saying? Why not? What what is what are they thinking? They've got ghost cities. You visited one, I and I'm jealous, by the way. It's the only maximum jealousy I have gotten from you is that the fact you got to visit. Yeah. Because I've always wanted to visit one of those things and take a lot of photos. And uh yeah, you got to actually go floating around. So dude, this is not good. Yeah, so China is injecting more money into construction projects to help boost domestic consumption. Remember something that recently there was, or there is still going on, a bit of a, a mortgage payment protest, a boycott, if you will, because a lot of people are very concerned about what's going on, that many projects aren't being completed and they have to keep on throwing money in. The Chinese were really big into buying these new projects that were going on because they were supported by the government. They continue to be supported by the government and pretty much felt that they couldn't fail. And as such, they're willing to put all sorts of money into these projects. Well, now they're starting to become problematic where construction has stopped. Concerns. Yeah, this is a mess. So now China says, well, yeah, oh, mm, you know what? Well, let's put some more money into it. So price extended 
Um, uh, the prices um, extended a year-on-year contraction for the fourth month in August in China in terms of their real estate. Prices last month fell 1.3%, which is the fastest annual pace in seven years. Authorities have taken steps to prop up the sector this year, including relaxation of home purchases, smaller down payments, cuts in mortgage interest rates, and a b- bigger reduction in the selling price of homes. Yeah, this sounds a lot oh. like the uh, subprime mm-hmm idea uh, that we employed back in the day in the pre-2007, 2008, 2009 period. Yep. And what had happened? It just brought the country to its knees. I just don't understand the logic here, except for one thing. Remember, there's a lot of uh, hmm, questionable activity and all sorts of payments and bribery and very shady dealings where you have the mayor of the city that puts money into a project, hires his brother, his brother-in-law, his cousin, three good friends to do the concrete, the windows, the doors, the construction, the lumber, you know, and everybody gets wealthy. So, yeah. So that's what's guy, going on. Is in, in the- holding the bag in the end of the day, yep. the, uh, there was used to be this guy. It was, a, um, he's still on, on YouTube, but he used to, him and his buddy used to live in uh, China and they used to dr- go around on their motorcycles and go from place to place to meet different ethnic groups and discuss things that the Chinese would rather have not put on YouTube. It, they were, he's actually going to be arrested when he left the country, but the two of them went into one of these housing projects, one of the ones, and there's a bunch of these that were fashioned after like a French, villa you know it was just old-fashioned and very cool looking and you look at it from a distance and it was one of these projects and they went up to it and it wasn't occupied because it, it wasn't quite finished they weren't going to finish it was one of these ghost city like things only it was a ghost town and they went up to it and they would, would go up to the building and they grab the cement and they just crunch it and pull it off the it, it was just poorly made i, I think there's a there's well it's either poorly made or it was a hollywood facade yeah, well, this was, it was, yeah, maybe it was, but uh, I never saw a movie with it in there. But they do have a big movie industry. That's true. But, you sent yeah. that to me. I saw that. I saw that. It was, it was pretty scary. Look yeah, I did this. send that to you. Yeah, yeah I saw yeah. it. Oh, yep, I remember that. That was a while back, but I remember it. Um, so I can't see it changing. No, not at all. I, I mean, and again, for those of you who have not heard the story about me when I was there and I was driving along, we were with another couple and our tour guide and we were going from somewhere to somewhere. And I looked over to my right and I'm looking out the window and we're, we're just going down this highway and I see this building after building after building. I'm like, wow, look at that. Look at those cities. And I look, and I was as close enough, but far enough. I'm like, those don't look like they're done. So I asked my tour guide, I said, what's the story there? Oh, those are the cities that nobody lives in and nobody probably will live in. And it was like a mountain range of of buildings behind buildings behind buildings, as far as you could see, of unoccupied uh, giant towers. It was it was unbelievable for for miles, fifty miles. I was driving fifty miles. It was building after building after. It was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. So that's just trying to make you jealous again. Uh, <laughs> Uh, U.S. GDP outlook, Goldman Sachs cut its uh, estimates to uh, 1%, 1.1% in 2023. Uh, 2022, I mentioned this earlier, unchanged at zero. Ford Motor Company warned, we talked about that. Uh, Crypto, let's talk about some crypto. The Ethereum blockchain has undergone a major software upgrade, dramatically reducing its energy usage, up to 99.95% drop in energy through the mining process. The upgrade, which changed how transactions occur and how Ether tokens are created, could give Ethereum a major advantage if it seeks to surpass rival blockchain uh, Bitcoin. But, nope, down hard, down like 1,300 or so. Bitcoin, let's see where it is right now. Bitcoin was 19,000 last I saw it. Let's see. Uh, Bitcoin's at 18,948. Ethereum's at $1,334. Down like 20-something percent. In the last week or so, pretty ugly. But what's interesting is I was thinking about what does that mean with the power savings from this new change of proof of work um, from, uh, to uh, proof of stake? 
And you know why NVIDIA is probably getting hurt? Because you don't need all that firepower anymore to mine for Ethereum. Well, let's hope that NVIDIA's whole business isn't about mining. No, it's not. But there was a chunk of it. Yeah. And their cards that they used weren't cheap. Well, you know, the way I see it, you, you're loaded up with NVIDIA stuff and you're mining and you should be able to mine 10 times as much. Right. You're not going to sell the cards back. Right. Uh, I don't know if you, did you track the Adobe story? I all? did not. I, I don't, I've, this is news to me. So Adobe said it's going to buy online. I, I think this, Adobe's slightly out of control. This one's not, this was, this was, this was bad. Uh, you know, you look, lose a lot of respect for them in this thing. They, 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 they said last week they're going to be buying this, um, a design startup named Figma for about $20 billion to expand its portfolio of collaboration focused platforms geared for the hybrid work era. Figma has $400 million of annual revenue, but, and the, and the stock was down like 15%. This was an absolutely defensive move on their part because they were concerned. I don't know how a $400 million company that does online collaboration <laughs> threatens. I mean, I could see some of it, you know, like. I mean, uh, you could buy them Canva. for 10 times revenue and it's only $4 billion. You wouldn't go beyond that. This is unbelievable. I mean, this is, this is that the stock was down 15%. People are like, what are you doing? How, how is this even happening? Yeah. Seems absurd. It, it is absurd. So I don't know what they were thinking. Uh, somebody backdoored something. That, I don't know what's going on here. I don't know why they'd be so scared of this company. And, and, you know, maybe there is something that, I mean, you have like a nah. Canva. You think that like a Canva would be more of a concern for them. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that Adobe could look into. I think the company's off the rails, to be honest about it. Yeah. We have some currency stuff here. We'll run out of time a little bit. Um, uh, Japan. Oh, this is, a, I found this chart. I just thought it was a great chart. This is a chart of Japan's history of yen intervention. The yen has dropped uh, very forcibly. And we've seen that there was a, a you know, is Kuroda going to do anything here? Usually when they see these spikes up or down, there is intervention. But it looks like the Japan doesn't care. They're just happy as a clam with this going down. With the yen continuing to get lower against the U.S. dollar. It, it doesn't seem to me that that's a smart move as it's going at this at this rate. Except I'm for sure the fact Toyota that, loves it. Uh, Toyota may love it. I mean, they, maybe the government likes it because they own all these bonds of ours. So the value is going up dramatically. They sell it and they turn it back into... A, uh, I don't know, something is, it's, it's a bit off to me. You know, we're seeing that the UK currency dropped to 1.14 for the first time since 1985. Yeah. I was actually in London uh, in 1985. So there you go. You know how cheap things were comparatively. I mean, I remember it was with dollars. You know, the funny thing was, it wasn't that cheap. It, unlike Europe, Europe, it was, I would say, and it was the same kind of like a buck per euro or, or say 80 cents, I think even. Uh, for some reason, the, the, the Brits really don't mind jacking the prices way up. And so it wasn't cheap. It turns out it wasn't as cheap as I'd hoped. Yeah, that's my concern about going to Europe too. One of the things I think you need to do, because I, I, we're looking into a trip going to um, Italy, uh, Ireland, or one of the two maybe. The problem is you look at the rates of the hotels, you're like, what? How is that even nearly what you think? <laughs> yeah, I've be? heard about this. These is like, you know, rooms that should be like $80, yeah. at least in the way I see things, right. are like a thousand. Right. So what I think you need to do is not book anything here. Maybe rooms as a backup or something. But when you get there, buy stuff. Maybe. You know? I, I, don't, I don't I think know. if you stay out of the cities, you might be okay. Hmm. Uh, let's see here. Oh, here's the, here's my favorite story of the week. Uh, it could be for the month or maybe even the quarter. So this weekend, there was a, um, Arkansas, I guess the Razorbacks college football game. Yeah. And, uh, after the game, the chief operating officer for beyond meat, his name is Doug Ramsey. He was arrested for allegedly biting a man's nose. Ooh, mayhem. 
This is the Beyond Meat. Remember, the fake meat. Yes, you eat that stuff, you get pretty hungry. Yeah, see what happens? Ramsey, 53, listen to this. He was charged with terroristic threatening and third-degree battery and booked in the Washington County Jail on Saturday evening. He allegedly punched, listen to this, this is unbelievable. This guy was jacked up on, on that, that, that pea protein sausage or something. He allegedly punched through the back windshield of a Subaru. How, how do you do that? You mean the back window? It's his back windshield. So the back window, okay, whatever you want to call it. No, I'm just saying it was windshield actually is a term. And what would he be doing in the back? That's pretty hard to punch through. P pretty hard to put. I think he's taking it. It's a like hitting a rock. It's like, yeah, you can't do it. He, 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 he punched through the back window of a Subaru after it made contact with the front tire of Ramsey's car. After it made contact with the front tire of Ramsey's car. Now, let's think about this for a second. So what? He the car got close, and I don't know how you go tire to tire. Well, yeah, yeah, I can see it. Where you say your car, whatever it is, he's probably driving a Mercedes. He's got his wheel turned completely out. The, okay, the tire sticking out to turn out. The Subaru comes by and bumps into his tire. Okay, so the Subaru owner then got out of his car, and Ramsey allegedly started punching him and bit his nose, ripping the flesh off the tip of the nose. And the victim also alleged that Ramsey told the Subaru owner he would kill him. What was happening here? Guy was guy was high. It's like bath salts time. And this is the best part of it. He was suspended. It was he was uh, today. There was an announcement that he has been removed from his position at Beyond Meat, but. Obviously, the memes going around about the Beyond Meat guy eating meat, you know. Yeah, no, I did the joke right there <laughs> yeah, on the fly. Funny. Yeah, pretty funny. Uh, last thing I'll mention before we get to the uh, to the game and uh, the announcement of the winner of the uh, best uh, the, the Bed Bath and Beyond uh, close to the pin. Something that that just a little tidbit that was bothering me this week. I saw this note come out that European factories are shutting down lines due to high electricity costs. Yeah. It's only going to get worse there during the winter. Yeah, I would think so. So once again, we're 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 leaning into hikes of rates to slow down economies into the grip of a winter of energy hell. Yeah, Ugh. it's just this almost seems orchestrated. It's so to do what stupid to do what? Oh, okay. just to have stupid just to have a. A global no, stability? the orchestra rates are get China an upper hand on this in the future of this, these supply chains. Ugh. This sounds like it only benefits China. But but why why would why would Europe be doing that? I mean, the, the the energy problem is unquestionably a problem due to a lot of different reasons. But why would Europe be hiking rates into what they know is going to be a really harsh moment? that is based on higher prices, that is beyond the control of interest rates. De destroying, demand destruction and the way that they're doing this is, is going to be, could be so painful. Because now you have nowhere, you, it's not like you have an outlet. No, none. Hmm. I smell buying opportunity for some yeah. important stocks. Yep. We're announcing the winner for the close to the pin for Bed Bath and Beyond. So the gent who won this week, Matthew, Matthew P, with spelled M A T T E A U. You may have heard him before. I think this is a third win. His third win, yeah. and I don't think it's ever done before. Came in exactly on the price. Wow! First time. I don't think that's ever been done before. I don't remember it. No, I don't. I would no. It's always a penny or two off. We have, In fact, Peter H. was only two, two cents, cents off, and he, and he lost. This is a stock that came down dramatically the last few days. Nicola, N, $8.12, 10 cents away. Keith, N, 23 cents away. Unbelievable. How impressed yeah. are you for that? I don't know. This guy's good. He's good. I was wondering, can he be that good? I was thinking to myself, is it possible that maybe he's hacking? But no, I don't think so. Hmm. Anything's possible. It, that's always, a, you have to always consider that as a possibility. But I don't think so. Matthew, just messing with you. Just kidding around. Just joking. 
It's Joshin. All right, what else we got here? Let's see here. Oh, I know. We got talk to him about everything. Yeah, let's go to the game. This is a game that we play. It's not a solicitation to buy or sell any security. It's not a recommendation of any kind. Nothing on the show should be considered investment advice or a recommendation. If you choose to invest in any of the stocks mentioned, you should know that it may carry risk, along with the risk of a loss of principal. You should also seek out professional financial advice for your particular situation. We assume no risk as these are not to be considered recommendations. Horowitz, a company, myself, or John C. Dvorak may invest in any of the securities mentioned, and we'll disclose that on the website under the weekly stock picks section. You can go to dhunplugged.com and see all the names we discussed in the segment, along with the performance information from the date discussed, as well as any additional important disclosures. I got to tell you something. I still don't understand. In the middle of a market correction meltdown problem, still have FVC Bancorp on there that will not leave. <laughs> Just won't go. Just doesn't feel yeah. like it needs to, you know, yeah, sell it's a good off. Place to park your money. Oh my god, that's so unbelievable. It's like it's it's it was down 046 percent today. Markets got hammered, and 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 things across the board and all sorts of bank names have gotten hit, but not this one because this is obviously the best bank in the world. It looks like it from the perspective that it's been on this list since July 8th, 2020, over two years. It's unbelievable. I, and it went up. I mean, it's not like it was dead money. It went up from the beginning. It went up right, right away, and it's up 83%, and it's just stuck there. It's kind of dead money now, but it's, it's worth worth leaving it there just for fun. Yeah. But I see your spider gold trust finally got kicked out. Thank God. Couldn't yeah, that was hanging in there way too long. Just terrible. Also, ProShares uh, Ultra Short 20. Now, I will share uh, with you, just a moment, because I need to tell you something. If that did not get kicked, you'd be out. That was yours. You'd be up about 15% right now. Yeah, well, it got kicked, but it's, it, it lost 0.8, so it's not a killer. Right. Uh, Bank of America is up 9%. JP Morgan is up. That's mine, and that was uh, I thought it was a bargain. It's only up three percent, but must have been not much of a bargain. I thought that uh, Netflix was oversold, and it's up sixteen percent. And then from there on, we have nothing but losers except the Costco short. Curiously enough, which didn't look like it was going to pay off, and now it's up. And uh, Netflix, as a Netflix short. Uh, kudos to you on Netflix because Netflix has defied gravity recently when it hit the two hundred. Level or so, it came in a bit, and then uh, there was lots of upgrades. Everybody's all excited about this new advertising program that they have. Even Disney's trying to get on board with that in their own way. So good, good, good pick on that. Um, I will mention I did uh, happen upon Costco last week, and I did see the $5 chickens and found some of the uh, chickens that were just touching the top of the plastic uh, container. Exactly. Yep. yep. And I did have for lunch a $1.50 hot dog and a drink. Uh, there's a lot of talk that the $5 chicken's going to go away. Oh. The hot dog's going to stay. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know for sure one way or the other, but yes, if you're going to buy one of those chickens, and as you noticed, because it was top touching the top of the lid, uh, it was very juicy. I'm sure it was. Had pictures, we sent it around Twitter. <laughs> I did. Um, I am not just because we have a Fed meeting tomorrow. I'm I'm not making a prediction on the stock. You have anything? Yeah, I think I'm going to short Adobe since it got kicked off. I'll go uh, back oh, into it as back, a short. Oh, oh, let's take how do I do this? Okay, here. Put it right. Nope. Oh yeah, do this. And what is it? Stupid or something? Or what's your what's your thesis? Yeah, stupid is a good one. But <laughs> stupid. Stupid management. Stupid. Okay. This, and we have this goes away. Uh, today's what? The nine, nine tomorrow's 921. 921. 921. Isn't that the something solstice? Is it? World's March, longest day, yeah. shortest yep. day, or something? Can't be the shortest day. March no, is the shortest be. day. It's, it's not the longest day. No, the longest day is long ago. June. It's like a, yeah. So this is. Maybe it's nothing. No, there's March and six months later. It's, it's September. So today is something. I don't know. Uh, it's something. First day of uh, autumn. I don't know. Something? Mm, no. Maybe. I think it's, I don't know. Somebody else. Last day you can plant tomatoes. That, no that, that's correct. That's what it is. I knew it was something. <laughs> okay. So let's put JCDP. All right. I'll see you again next week. All right. Talk to you then. All right. Bye. 
You've been listening in on a conversation with John C. Dvorak and Andrew Horowitz. Hope to be with you again soon. Bye-bye. Now, I'm not broke, but badly bent. I'm not down to my last cent, cause I got a dollar, but it's my last dollar bill. <laughs> yes, sir. In my pockets, there's a dent. All my dough is nearly spent, but I got a dollar, and it's my last dollar bill. Oh, I'd love just one more buck fortune left me by chance. Now, here's a hint, I feel like a man. You can hardly tell by a glance. I don't care, no millionaire can give me the icy stare, cause I got a dollar, my last dollar bill. Horowitz Company, Inc. is registered as an investment advisor with the state of Florida and conducts business in other states where it is properly registered or is excluded from registration requirements. Registration does not imply any level of skill or training.